Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Welcome to Product Coffee. Um, We are going to talk about uh, onboarding remotely today. And so to kick us off, we have a new member to the podcast, Mr. Dan Deppin. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. If not, please correct me. No, that's um, right. Yeah. Great. Well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, question to you. Uh, I know you're just joining up. Um, if you want to give like a brief, uh, um, you know, minute or two on, you know, joining up in a new company, how it's going so far and what challenges you're having uh, remotely. Yeah, I mean, so, so far, so good. So as we're recording this, this is like the morning of, of day three. So I haven't gotten that far into it. Um, but definitely a much different process doing this with COVID where absolutely everything's remote and everything's over Zoom. So, you know, normally I like to go and like see the office and meet everybody face-to-face. So it's definitely, um, you know, a little more challenging than it is normally so and did you get uh so like talk about some of the equipment and stuff i don't i would imagine it's different at company to company but did they send you a computer did it set you up like what was that process like yeah so they so they shipped me a laptop and then sent me a thing to order peripherals which i got most of them before i started and i got a macbook pro which i was impressed with i wasn't expecting that so that was pretty cool and then what they did was day one they did an onboarding over zoom and then it kind of walked you through how to set up the laptop, but they had specific instructions. They said, don't mess with the laptop before the first day. Cause we've got certain things we're going to do to get it set up. Um, but yeah, that was all pretty smooth. Now I got to figure out how to get my uh, mouse and keyboard connected. Cause apparently I was messing with that this morning. Bluetooth isn't wanting to find them. So I got to get that figured out. But yeah, other than that, you know, pretty, pretty smooth and well organized no no hiccups is this the first uh, uh company you've onboarded remotely with oh yeah yeah i've never done yeah. that before yeah everything else i've onboarded with has just always been you know traditional we're typically right i mean you're in the office for an interview and you kind of meet a bunch of people there and then you know the first day you know you go around and meet everybody and they take you to lunch or whatever so this was you know totally different doing it all remote so i wonder if you like compared to other onboarding experiences would you say like doing it remote is you know may is easier or harder i mean you may not get the more personal connection but i could also imagine that you know maybe it's a little easier because it's kind of like a not as overwhelming seeing 50 million people you probably won't remember the next day (laughs) yeah that's a good point because i've had that before where i've met like 30 people and then you see a bunch of them the next day and it's like dang it. Like I know I've met him and we talked for like five minutes and I have no idea what their name is now. So yeah, it does save that problem. Right. Cause then everybody's name is like in the zoom thing. So you don't have that problem. That's for sure. That makes it easier. And uh, you know, the whole, it's not really a factor of remote versus non-remote, but you know, at least in this case, the whole process was more organized than what I've seen in the past. Like, like in the past, it's been like, okay, here's the first day meet everybody you know, now go run around and, and figure it out. Whereas, whereas this time around, I've got like a little more of a specific 
you know, 30, 60, 90 day plan of attack. So it's like a little more clear what I need to focus on and what I need to do to get, get kind of oriented. And is that something that you kind of developed yourself or is it something your managers worked with you on? No, they, they provided that for me. Yes. Yeah, so they, they had kind of put that together before I, before I got here. So, so that was nice. I mean, I had my own kind of battle plan in my head, but it's nice sure. to have the specifics of where to go find. Like in the past, I've spent a lot of time in hunting, trying to like find where information is or who has what, whereas this time it was more, it was more just, just kind of spelled out, which was, which is nice. Well, I guess that's kind of the uh, the luck of the draw here that we have your manager also on the the podcast. Uh, Jake, what what are some of the key elements for the the 30, 60, 90 plan? And uh, Dan, what are some things that you think you might be missing or that are in your battle plan that aren't on there? That's a good question, Lou. I think um, my my intention with the 30, 60, 90 plan is to not do too much too fast, but to also scaffold over 30, 60, 90 as well. Um, I think coming brand new into, into a new company with a product that's nine years old, there's, there's a lot of context that needs to be gained. So how, how to introduce Dan to that in a way that is manageable, um, is, is really the key for me and, and really having goals for each of those 30, 60, 90 as well. Like, all right, at 30 days, we want to be here at 60 days. We want to be here 90 days. We want to be here. Um, to the point where at 90 days, like you're rocking and rolling and you're, you're just running with it is, is really, really the goal. So how to, how to kind of structure that and scaffold it in a way where you don't have just a boatload of information dumped on your desk and it goes in one ear and out the other. And like, how do we, how do we gradually get, get, get you to a place where you're feeling confident and you can go execute. That's how I thought about it. What's missing though. Uh, yeah. I mean, my plan wasn't even that specific. I mean, there's nothing, you know, from my perspective, really missing, you know, my main goal kind of coming in was just to get to know everybody, figure out who does what, and then figure out more specifically what my job is (laughs) besides the title, but just like try to understand, you know, a lot of the details and then what some of the kind of key priorities are, you know, over the short term, the thing that I always not struggle with, but like one of the things I find awkward about starting is right. You come into an organization or trying to figure out what's going on and you want to be productive and like contribute and help, but you can't obviously do that on day one. So I have just this kind of wild mental scramble, try and hurry up, you know, and get my arms around things to where I can actually start. Yeah, it does stuff. feel like you're you're kind of behind when you start start up because you, well, you, you see all these kind of folks just just running full speed and then and then the need for your role, but then you need the context and you need everything else to kind of help be more um, productive in the role. Um, I've I've done this at um, <clears throat> I've now onboarded virtually twice uh, um, during this pandemic, and uh, each of those times, what has helped me a lot was to really just clarify the top priorities with your manager on the weekly basis. So, so just making sure you're kind of working through the plan if you have one or not, and then just yeah, getting that continued clarity, like, Hey, are, are, I'm, I'm working on these things. Is that, is that still in line with what you're thinking? Uh, do I need to kind of pivot or correct? 
Yeah, it's funny you say that because like when I got access to my company email, there were like 70 some emails in there. Most of them were meeting invites. And like my meeting calendar was full. So like my first reaction was, oh God, I'm behind. Like I got to get going. Um, but yeah, it's, it's reactive. Been, yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah, Jake and I have been talking daily, you know, at the end of the day. So that's been kind of nice too. And that's new. I've not done that before, you know, in the past I've had kind of like, you know, the first day you get this big data dump and then see you later, you know, <laughs> for the most part. Um, so, you know, catching up at the end of the day for 15, 20 minutes, you know, so far has been just kind of nice and, and is kind of an opportunity for me to, to ask questions. Yeah. As we yeah. go along. So, or as I start to think, I figured things out, you know, to kind of confirm that, like, it sounds like this works this way, or it sounds like this might be an issue over here. You know, you can kind of get dialed in on some of those things right out the gate. It kind of, you know, I'm kind of curious what, how you think about this too, joining a new company and Kevin, you've switched over quite a few ones, but it, I always feel like the moment where I start actually feeling comfortable transitioning into a role is when you finally make like your first independent decision for like your team. It's like, Hey, you know, the first, like, I remember the, uh, I started at Ibotta. One of the engineers I think came up to me on day two and was just like, Hey, I'm like getting ready to grab another story. What should I grab from the backlog? And here I was thinking, I have no idea what's in this backlog, but I'm going to pick something. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) I gave him a spike to do on a particular topic and it was like, cool. I felt good about that one. But, you know, after that, I was like, okay, yeah, this isn't that bad. (laughs) You know, as far as like, you kind of get the nerves out when you you get that first decision out there. Yeah. The initial help. Yeah. So Jake, you, you were talking about, you brought this up in a, in a prior previous podcast, but that, and, and you, you probably remember the term because I don't, but that kind of like trophosaro type learning curve when you're joining a new role and this kind of, do you want to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, let me let's see if I can, was it the Dunn-Kruger graph? I think that's, that's what it that's was. That's the one. Yeah. The Dunning-Kruger. Yeah. Um, yeah. All about, all about ramping into a new role. And I think the, the general kind of curve is, um, you have, let's see, you start, you go, you have confidence on one axis, you have wisdom on the other. And the first peak is called the peak of Mount stupid. And it's when you really, you're like overconfident and you totally know exactly what's going on. And then you hit a point where you're like, Oh, I have no idea what's going on. And then you, you rapidly fall into the valley of despair and you're just like, Oh God, Oh God. Like just, I just need to keep my head above water. And then you slowly climb, you slowly climb, you slowly climb. And, and ultimately you get there and you get to, you, you walk up what they call the slope of enlightenment when you start to realize like, oh, this is what the job is all about. And then you get to that, what, what they call the, the plateau of, of stability when you're just in a position where you're like, all right, I got this. Um, so yeah, it's all like everyone goes through it. I think no matter what the role, whether you get promoted into a new set of responsibilities or you join a new company, you're like, oh, cool. Like I know exactly how this works. Like I've been a PM before. Cool. Awesome. Like, ah, no, I don't. Like this is a completely new company or is a completely new role. Like these are new skills. I have no idea. Um, so yeah, I think, I think my job probably is just to kind of help you, Dan, through all of that. Um, there will be peaks and valleys for sure, but yeah, and Kevin, what were your thoughts about about the curve? Did you have anything burning that you wanted to add to that? No, I just I think it, it it's awesome to have that foresight and context when you're getting into the role that this is pretty standard. Like it's not just you experiencing this 
this is something that is going to happen. Um, just depends on the severity of those peaks and valleys. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and as long as you're more aware, right? Like your, your context to where you, you understand that I'm not going to know everything up front. Um, and that's okay. And, and I think that makes that transition, you know, from that, that peak to, to drastic Valley easier to, to, to manage and, and kind of navigate as a new in your new career. Um, especially that, you know, the, the, the continued investment in it, right? Like don't lose mm-hmm. sight of those things. Make sure that you're investing in the right uh, uh, things at the right time. I think it's great that you have those check-ins, Jake. I like, I really like that as an onboarding technique early on um, just because of that, that potential, like uh, uh, not understanding what, you know, that maybe uh, um, Dan might experience like this kind of, I don't know if this is the right thing to focus on or not. And I don't want to be kind of like all over the place for a week until we meet again. Like I, I want to be productive. And I think those check-in points are really nice to kind of uh, uh, shorten those feedback loops. Right. If you think about productizing and rapid experimentation, it's kind of it. He's experimenting during the day. He's getting those checkpoints. He's iterating. But. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like, what do you, what do you start with? Right. Cause you gotta, you gotta figure out the who. And who does what in the political landscape? I mean, that's just a part of the job. And it's like, all right, what, what's the team working on today? What what products do we own? Who? What partners do we work with? What are the what are the strengths and weaknesses of them? Like, what have we done? And the, like, there's just so many things to think about. It's like, where do you start? I guess, yeah. Dan, I'd, I'd love your perspective on that. Like, how given all of these things and probably half a dozen other things, like, how have you approached just kind of getting started? I've just tried to kind of work down the list. And just go through one thing at a time. And then I'm a big note taker. I don't always go back and read them, but I sort of take a lot of notes on as I, you know, kind of notice things or learn things, you know, and then go back and try to review those later. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a matter of one thing at a time. And then in the past, what's happened is things just start to crystallize kind of after a while you start linking all the little pieces of knowledge together it's it's like that uh it's a, those charts you see in kind of crime documentaries where they're kind of like putting all these points together they have like that always sunny in philadelphia meme too where the Charles fbi said, crime map or something yeah, there, there yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have like this mind map of notes and then you're like oh yeah this okay that makes sense and you're drawing these lines <laughs> slowly going crazy as well <laughs> yeah definitely yeah there's definitely just a boatload of information, right? Because I mean, there's information on, you're just trying to understand who the people are and what everybody does, um, the product. Well, I think that's nice, like, like for Jake, you know, as a manager, knowing who those stakeholders are, lining up those conversations or those one-on-ones, that was, you know, that was really helpful for me when first coming on board where, hey, you should talk to this person, this person, this person here's their role and here's why you should. So giving them a little bit of context, maybe some questions to go ask them would be helpful. Like ask them about this. And then that way you can kind of kick off a conversation uh, relative to the product line that you're working on. Yeah, that definitely makes it a lot easier because in the past I've had to just kind of like figure it out on my own for the most part. Sometimes it's like that. It's not as nice. You don't have a Jake. And that's, that's awesome. And right. helping you, right. And, and, uh, um, I haven't had that in the past in the most recent experiences too. And I think best advice for those scenarios is to really, you know, uh, um, uh, just, just under, try to do your best to understand and investigate who your stakeholders are, who are the loudest in the room, 
who, what voices seem to matter when decisions are being made early on, and then having conversations with those individuals, um, getting more context, who has more historical knowledge of the company has been there for a while, maybe in critical roles that you can kind of pick their brains and kind of understand how they fit into the, into the puzzle. But um, um, that that's if you don't have that kind of neatly lined up. Um, yeah. Well, I think one of the other things too that we haven't touched on yet is proper onboarding is a really good tool for, you know, retention of new people who come to a company. You know, there's uh, I was kind of reading an article about this, you know, as we were starting to onboard, you know, different people to my team. And it was like, the better of an onboarding experience you have in that first 30, 60, 90 days, and the more thorough and complete it is in terms of the information that's provided is more likely to have high, people feeling more satisfied, feeling more com like confident, comfortable. And as a result, they're more likely to stay on your team. And, you know, at the end of the day, right, like that's one of the bigger challenges that you know, we want, we want, not only do we want people to feel comfortable, but the people I think who put more time and effort into that, you know, onboarding plan, both from the manager, manager side and from people who are coming new to a company who really follow through with it will probably find themselves going, yeah, I'm more happy with like what we're doing here. I feel more confident, uh, which is kind of the other piece. And if you don't do an onboarding plan and Kevin, I'm guessing this way, like sometimes there are people, you know, like yourself who are Hey, I can deal with this. I can deal with no onboarding plan. Like I'm cool managing ambiguity, but that's not everybody. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, I can handle that. I've done it before, but I'd prefer not to if you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think anyone would, right? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, let, let's uh, let's wrap it up and, and give out some homework. I'd love to do it on two two different sides of the coin. So maybe Dan. Um, and maybe I can pepper in here as well, but just what advice would you give to new onboarding product managers coming into a new role, new company, uh, um, uh, to navigate and, and be successful? I would say just ask a lot of questions and, you know, as you go over everything, don't expect to necessarily absorb everything on the first shot. Like I know for me personally, a lot of times I've got to read over things multiple times and then those you know puzzle pieces start to fall into sync it does not everything has to be like one shot one kill so yeah it makes sense um I'll, I'll add in um take a lot of notes i think dan you mentioned this but you might not necessarily understand how those kind of tie together but when you kind of reflect on it you maybe you read through it at the end of the week it might it, it helps accelerate that connecting the dots uh, moment as you're kind of coming on board um Great. Jake and Lou, maybe on the manager side of things, what advice would you give to managers kind of onboarding new uh, product managers? Don't, don't just use a blank template for your 30, 60, 90 day plan. Really customize it for the person and the role and the squad and the team that they're on. Um, you know, I think that's better. Don't, and just make sure that if you've got somebody new joining your team, you really put the effort into onboard them. Totally agree. I think what I would add to that is be very, very clear about what your goals and expectations are and yep. when you when you want the new the new team member to, to hit those goals. Um, yeah. I like that. Well, great. Um, well, welcome again, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Um, Jake and Lou, it's been great. Um, looks like we finished up our coffee. So go level up. Mm -hmm.